Red Hazel, a family-owned brand introducing a new way to enjoy rye whiskey. The special blend of cinnamon and rye creates a flavor you can sip or mix. Visit www.redhazel.net to save 15% on your next online order. Use code HEART22 at checkout. Currently shipping to select states and in stores in Georgia and Florida, your Red Hazel experience starts now. Red Hazel, elegantly bold, sip responsibly. To purchase and consume, to be consumed in moderation. Women should not drink alcoholic beverages during pregnancy because of the risk of birth defects. Consumption of alcoholic beverages impairs your ability to drive a car or operate machinery and make health problems. Holy post-traumatic stress disorder, Batman. On another exciting entry of Animation Deliberation, we celebrate our 100th episode as we discuss Harley Quinn, Season 3, Episode 8, Batman Begins Forever. We'll get right into that after some ads we have no say over whatsoever. You're invited to take a vacation from everybody else's vacation to a place where you can explore cypress swamps and magical gardens and see a 65-foot waterfall that once powered an old mill that you can walk through today. Or just float along the cool, rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. See the places and plan your journey at visitmississippi.org slash outdooradventure. Mississippi. Wanderers welcome. Sing along if you know the words. A one, two, three, it's time for. Oh, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salad and scrambled eggs. Just kidding. A one, two, three, it's time for. Animation, deliberation. A conversation and a celebration of our favorite action animated series. Yeah. Yeah. All right, welcome back to Animation Deliberation, the podcast where we take action, animation, and cartoons seriously, but not too seriously. My name is Jay Scotty St. Clair. And I'm Zuhair Ali. What's up, Zuhair? It's been a while. How are you? Doing pretty good. I don't remember the words to that song, but do remember the song to ours. The song to ours? The words to ours. (laughs) (laughs) Still can't speak. Hey, no, no, you're good. You're good. Hey, you're speaking well enough to the fact that we've made it 100 episodes. Whoop, whoop. What a milestone. Thanks for being here along for the ride for me and making it worthwhile, my friend. Yeah, we are missing Andrew this week, but it's kind of cool that on the 100th episode, you know, it started with the two of us and we're we're hitting it with the two of us. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So before we dive into this, what I think is going to be a pretty full episode, I'm, I'll just say right off the bat, I'm very excited to discuss this episode. Um, we've kind of gotten into the habit of kibitzing a little bit and talking about what we have going on and what we're watching and all and all that stuff so uh what's been going on in your life what have you been watching what kind of content do you want to let the listeners know about what's up with you all right so i am one episode away from finishing rising of the shield hero i don't know why it's like the the episode before the last one kind of like wrapped things up so i'm like i keep forgetting that there's a last episode and hmm. like I said, I'm watching Fire Force with my roommate, and we've been making okay. good progress on that, but I can't wait for it just to be done, because except for one character that's written really poorly, that is a damn near perfect anime. Like, it is just so well done from sound design to character to story to pacing to I'm loving every second of it. Okay. Uh, what else? What else? What else? In the sports realm, uh, Hard Knocks is wrapping up with the Lions, but uh, Welcome to Wrexham has been an interesting show. Oh, okay. It's about nice. um, Ryan Reynolds and Rob M- McElhenney. Is that how you say it? From Always Sunny? Uh, close oh. enough. Yeah. 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 So they bought a uh, football club 
in Wales and trying to build it up. So there's like the whole documentary process of that's very fascinating. Um, nice. Almost done with Sandman and loving House of Dragons. Okay, very cool. Where I find that this is why I don't sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's all good. Um, as far as as far as Fire Force goes, I know I've watched the first like I want to say four or five, maybe six episodes, and I liked it. I don't know why exactly I fell off. Maybe just content overload. But um, I'm excited to to revisit that one and maybe. Uh, I'm wondering if I already know which character uh, you're talking about that's poorly written. I have two guesses, but it's still way too early in the series for me to know um, how exactly they're written or how poorly or how well anyway. Um, I can't help but think that it's worth mentioning. I did check out the first episode of Spy Family. Is it just Spy Family or Spy Family X? Uh, It's like written Spy X Family, but you just say Spy Spy X Family. family. Like like Hunter Hunter. I see. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that that one's cool. Definitely excited to continue down that one when I have a little more time, and then eventually we can discuss it on this podcast. But um, we got to catch up before it comes back, so we can hit it weekly. Actually, we oh, it, hit like that has, weekly because yeah, has it has it aired its first season in its entirety? Uh, no, only the first half, and it's oh, okay. continuing next month. Ah, uh, I see. October. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's potential I could probably. Uh, try to squeeze that in. Um, also, I watch that on Hulu. I watch Hulu's still kind of my go-to streaming service. I have been watching a few more things mm-hmm. on HBO Max, though. But um, I checked out The Patient uh, FX on Hulu. It's got Steve Carell and Domhnall Gleeson. They dropped two episodes, and I'm already like instantly captivated. It looks very, or from what I've watched so far, I'm, I'm very intrigued. Um, I saw the as trailer far as HBO yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. If you were interested at all, it's it's off to a, a great start. Only thing is, is like it's like 21, 23 minute episodes where it feels like it should be like a 45 minute length episode kind of show, but we'll, hmm. we'll see how it progresses. And then uh, on HBO Max, I've kind of been going through a little bit of a marathon with the studio. I always forget if it's Ghibli, Ghibli, not Ghibli, right? I say Ghibli, but I yes, don't know if that's really right. I think Ghibli is correct, but. Yeah, it's just been a lot of fun to revisit a lot of the classics like My Neighborhood Totoro, Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle. But then I've also gone back and like revisited some ones that I never saw before. And one that was like all the way back from 1984 that uh, is not technically Studio Ghibli because it existed before Studio Ghibli did. But it was kind of the movie that was touted as being responsible for Studio Ghibli becoming a thing was Nausicaa of the Valley of the wind. And that one was really Mm -hmm. cool. It's like the most sci-fi of all. It's like kind of like Lord of the Rings meets, um, I don't know, just maybe Gundam or something like that, but it's got a really cool aesthetic and a really cool story uh, with a strong female protagonist, which is, you know, very, uh, very much Miyazaki's thing. So definitely recommend uh, checking that one out. If you've never seen it and you're an anime fan. Good to know. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Well, lest we keep the listeners uh, with bated breath any longer, do we want to step into some of the news that's worth sharing this week? Yeah, we talked about how 100 episodes ago we started the show, and we started the show specifically to talk about one specific show known as Young Justice, which unfortunately, due to this discovery acquisition of, I think it's all of Warner Brothers, uh, a lot of this DC content that we've been anticipating is 
either hit the chopping block or lined up for it. Mm-hmm. And Young Justice once more is at risk of that. So the hashtag Renew Young Justice is very active again. Even if you just have it on loop in the background while you're at work, like whatever we can do to support the show to keep it going, because the writers do a fantastic job and we've gone through such a journey with these characters, it'd be a shame to lose it at this point. Yes. Um, victim to the chopping block was Batman Cape Crusader, which was supposed to be by J.J. Abrams, Matt Reeves, and Bruce Tim. Why they canceled it, don't know. I don't understand, like, what the books could have possibly looked like to just hmm. not continue a show that you already had going. Yeah. Uh, especially with, you know, people like that at the helm. What? I, I just don't know. But for current news... um. Harley Quinn has gotten a season four, so I guess DC Animation is doing something right that the popularity of that show was raised far enough that we're good to go for the next season before this one's even wrapped up. Okay, so a little bit of a, a salve for the the bad news and some of the fears that we have. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to get a Harley Quinn season four. I've really been enjoying the show throughout the first two seasons, and sen- uh, season three continues to impress. It's been a lot of fun to cover. And yeah, I look forward to season four. Good to know that they have the confidence in the show. Um, to backpedal a little bit to Young Justice, um, in addition to you know watching that show on HBO Max, the, the four seasons that are available, um, as well as you know participating in the the hashtags Renew Young Justice. Uh, listener Juliet Fontaine shared with us that Greg Weissman put out the call to action that if you purchase the digital comic Young Justice targets, uh, that'll help encourage the possibility of the show coming back and then there's also a petition you can sign it's uh, at change.org slash p slash young justice season five beyond renewal so if you're as big a fan of young justice as we are please participate in that sign that and let them know how much you want that show to come back yeah whether you like the show or just love us (laughs) fair enough Uh, I'm reading this excerpt from Deadline. Uh, DC's Harley Quinn will return to HBO Max. The streamer on Wednesday said it has renewed the adult animated series for a fourth season. It comes out ahead of the season three finale, September 15th. The series is also getting a new showrunner, Sarah Peters, who has written on the series since season one and currently Hmm. serves as consulting producer, will take over the role from Justin Hartman and Patrick Schumacher, who originally developed the project with Dean Laurie. So I didn't realize we only had two episodes left of this. Yeah, it's something uh, Andrew and I were discussing last episode, the fact that season three is a good uh, three episodes shorter than season one or season two. Uh, It's like they kind of have a lot of story to wrap up in a short amount of time. And with the announcement of of season four, it makes me wonder how many of those threads are going to get going to get pushed uh, to a pop to season four possibly but uh yeah i th- i think hearing that the new showrunner i i don't remember her name even though you just said it uh the fact that she's been on the show since season one um is, is encouraging that she'll probably keep you know some of the traditions of the show but also um as a white male i'm saying this but the fact that she's you know a, a woman and it's such a strong feminist show um i think it's i think it's the right move to have a a woman kind of guiding the creative process here and uh, Kaylee Cuoco has been such, you know, a a driving force of the success of the show. I'm sure she had a hand in selecting the showrunner. At least I have to imagine she did. She's the reason I started watching the show. Yeah. Fair enough. Not a bad reason at all. She's great. (laughs) All right. 
All right, well, let's go ahead and get into this episode. I know we have some uh, feedback that we're going to address, but as has become tradition with this show, I will cover the synopsis just to kind of refresh all of our memories, and then we can get into the nitty gritty. So again, this is Harley Quinn Season 3, Episode 8, titled Batman Begins Forever. And here we go. Bruce refuses to tell where Frank is, so the crew asks for Dr. Psycho's help to go inside his mind. There, they are unable to find his memories, except the one where his parents are murdered when he's a child. Harley interferes with this memory, causing Ivy, Psycho, and Clayface to wake up, but Bruce's consciousness holds Harley with him after she helps him escape from Joe Chill. Together, they find the rest of Bruce's memories, where Harley discovers how he became Batman and comes to respect his heroism. They also relive a memory of a fight with Joker and Harley's past self before Chill shows up to confront young Bruce. Acting as his therapist, Harley helps young Bruce think of a memory in which he feels safe and transports them to Bruce's last Christmas with his family. Chill turns out to be the adult version of Bruce who blames himself for his parents' death and plans to use Frank's modified powers to revive them. Harley wakes up only to find herself tied up with her crew in the Wayne Manor after the Bat family captured them. She fails to convince Bruce to work through his trauma instead of trying to undo it, and he sets his plan in motion, reviving the corpses of his parents. And there we have it. This is a fantastic episode. Agreed. Agreed. I, you know, this is, this is an adult oriented show with plenty of cuss words. So we'll just go ahead and give the explicit rating <laughs> on this one. I fucking love this episode. This <laughs> might be my favorite episode of the series. It was phenomenal. Yeah, it was great because, you know, we love Batman and I think this actually was just a Batman episode that yes. was from the eyes of Harley. And yes. There was there was just so much in it, just so much going on, because as much as this was a comedy, all the comedy was appropriately put in with storytelling that actually made me feel sad for Bruce and Batman. And there's so much mm-hmm. stuff that we see in all mediums of Batman where you just like want to give the poor guy a hug or just tell him to calm down. And it's, um, mm. we, we got to see a lot of that very well and then okay. got some good laughs and then like went right back to the feels. So like hats off of all the smack that I gave to the show for the last couple of episodes that I talked about it. They most definitely redeemed themselves with just how well-rounded this episode was. Yeah. We've said it before, but I think this episode more than any in the series really felt like a love letter to not only like DC fans, but Batman fans specifically the ones that have been there through the highs and lows through the bat nipples, through the shark repellent spray to all the times that we've seen the Waynes get murdered, like this was just a poignant, but again, funny and tongue in cheek episode with some, some real heart. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed it as did, uh, as did one of our stalwart listeners who decided to chime in. Yeah. So John Irons wrote in once more. I know I usually write long drawn out emails to you guys, but Holy crap. From Frasier to 90s Batman to movie memory flashbacks to Harley as Robin confronts Harley to the suspense of her learning his secret to actually feeling how much Ivy and Harley love each other to a believable path for Harley to turn hero to the shockingly legit therapy session, which actually brought a tear to my eye Mm. to managing to be funny throughout. Dude, I like this show and all, but this episode deserves a freaking Emmy hands down the best they've ever done till next time guys tell joe cool i said what's up john <laughs> if all supervillains have podcasts or are all podcasters supervillains irons 
Nice. Uh, I think there's an argument to be made. I think you have to have a, a certain... Uh, I'll speak for myself, but I think there's just the tiniest bit of narcissism involved with liking the sound of your own voice enough to at least get involved with a podcast anyway. So there might what be was, the super villainy there. <laughs> what was the ad? The the Luther tights? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I forgot what it was called now. Uh, it was like Lex Flex or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Lex Flex. Yeah, I lost it when he said that. Had his hair come back and everything about this program that lets you express yourself. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh my God. Yep. Poor Bane typing in as Rain, <laughs> wanting to know if he should unleash his fury or just buy another pasta maker. And Doctor Psycho's, I have the perfect answer for, answer for that. Right after some ads, I know that feeling all too well. <laughs> he has no control over. <laughs> exactly. You shithead, that was a perfect ad read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really love the... It's it's always funny ever since I've gotten involved with podcasting. Anytime like a show actively makes fun of podcasters or podcasting, it's just that extra little flavor. Yeah, I definitely felt attacked in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we yes. haven't done ad reads yet, but we'll get there. Yeah, yeah and I love that it was called Chilling with Dr. Psycho because like, Dr. Psycho is anything but chill. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he has not uh, gotten rid of that part of his personality. I was surprised that we saw him. I know we were speculating based off the way the last season ended, mm-hmm. how yeah. he would come back and in what capacity. So it was interesting, the the manner that they needed him again. I think it worked really well. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, nice to have Tony Hale back and hear his voice again. And it, I think they've done a good job of, uh, you know, trying to incorporate some of those old characters that have kind of come and gone. Cause I think back like, um, uh, Cy, Cy Borgman, uh, he only popped up in the one episode so far where he was kind of like the AI for the house right now or yeah, yeah. for the, the house and whatnot. But then even like JB smooth being Frank, he's kind of been out of the picture for a while. So it's like they kind of get these high profile comedic actors and whatever their schedules allow. It's just nice that they're still, involved in the show in any capacity yeah uh, on that note it's it's kind of like a blink and you'll miss it kind of, kind of moment but it seems like king shark um might be taking a leave of absence because like he has that moment where he gets chastised for playing video games and he's like this is how i deal with stress i'm, I'm getting all worked up now i'm retreating to my kingdom you see him <laughs> just kind of carted off so with what happened last time with his brother he might you know have to take full responsibility for the uh the shark kingdom in atlantis yeah, that was really sad. Yeah, yeah. I hope Ron Funches is, uh, will stick around to voice the character because he continues to be one of my favorites, but, you know. Yeah, it looks like with yeah. two episodes left and Harley still potentially being an antagonist in some kind of way, they could be, like, focusing strictly on that and maybe, like, scoping in a little more to the Harley and Ivy relationship. Mm. So... Well, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing, and it's, it's appropriate that John... Uh, wrote in and submitted feedback because I, I think it was on one of the episodes that you and Andrew covered without me, but I remember John um, submitted Called some feedback. Out. Yeah, where he was like, <laughs> you guys are calling Harley and Ivy the heroes and Batman the villain. I think you could actually make a strong argument like in this episode, that's actually coming to fruition here. As much as we love Batman, and as much as Batman is always a hero, I think he made the wrong choice here. Resurrecting his parents was a very selfish decision. I see where it's coming from, but especially with the fallout, like Harley offered him therapy and the, and the chance to heal from it. And he chose not to, uh, you know, 
in, in combination with his mind self being okay with guns. Like it's kind of like yeah. you're full on villain right now, man. I don't think, I don't think what we saw is what Bruce experienced because a lot of that was dealing with the subconscious. So I think it was just a manner of like waking him up. Because even when Harley was like talking to him about what happened, he was like, oh, you know everything. Mm. I don't think he distinctly remembers it as we saw it. No, no. I I think you're right. Yeah, because it's like the two versions of him simultaneously like represented his subconscious. There was the the kid that was still so traumatized. And then there was the adult version of him that's just like blaming himself. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think Bruce Wayne himself like out in the real world thinks that he's like guns are okay. He obviously doesn't, but it's kind of like inception in a way where like these manifestations of your subconscious can be a little more violent and protective of your inner mm-hmm. psyche. But Yeah. One of my friends puts it in the best way that, Bruce Wayne actually did die in the alley that night. And yeah. Batman actually is the moniker while Bruce Wayne is just an alter ego. Yes. Yes. I've heard that one before. And like the idea that Bruce Wayne is the mask and Batman is who he, he really is now. Yeah. I've always liked that that kind of take on it. When oh. they first hopped into his head and they showed that scene, I liked that it was just done in the background because us mm. as the audience, not knowing like what the episode was going, but us as the audience, like we've seen it. So they just had that stupid conversation about semantics of whatever it was. But then the dialogue of, um, oh man, we've seen this like a thousand times already. It's like, uh, oh yeah. yeah, that was a shout out to the audience. All right. Yeah. yeah. And I again, love- like it got deep and everything that they did and breaking down how, it was like just a loop. Like this is all he lives. He lives in this darkness. He lives in this memory. Like all that was really well put, but just those comments about like us seeing it a thousand times was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was great. The meta humor. I think it was Ivy that had the line. Like, I can't believe we're being subjected to this Wayne murder, like multiple times. It's like, that is the audience member speaking uh, to how many times we actually have had that happen. (laughs) I think it was like back in episode two or three when um, Batman himself was like the pearl necklace. How many times do we have to see the pearl necklace? It's okay for Bruce Wayne to talk about it, but not everybody else. <laughs> Poor yeah. guy. And, and then just like the, the visual homage to the, the bat, the nineties Batman animated series, like having everything like on dark black paper with the, uh, the art deco kind of stylings. And uh, it was, it was just really wonderful, but also kind of like, this is the Gotham I grew up in. It's just darker. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the music like constantly playing over. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. That was such a nice touch. Yeah, and it was trippy too. Like just like having the memory repeated and like the multiple Joe Chills kind of coming in, like uh I'm forgetting the name of the uh the, the tactical move, but like coming into like a V formation, like all mm. colliding and his like very creepy disgusting teeth through the yeah. mask. It was yeah, definitely his- unsettling. His look was far from appealing, even yes, with that mask yes. on. Yes. And then, of course, they take the opportunity to throw a joke in there, like uh, John mentioned with the Joe Cool, Joe Chill, Joe Camel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the semantics that they got distracted by. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like, what about the camels that give cigarettes to kids? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you got to love Clayface, like 
King Shark opted out because he didn't have, I think he said he ran out of like motion sickness medication. So he's just going to watch the bodies. But Clayface is like all in like he's like, oh, yes, I'll get to interview the reason we're here. Thomas Wayne, he's like, tell me, how do you feel on the moments right before your death? Like, My death. It's like so happy. Uh, and when uh, Thomas Wayne died, there was a nice reference to like film fans. Um, Orson Welles has this movie some people cite it as the greatest movie of all time but it's citizen kane Mm. and he has this object that he refers to the entire time rosebud and spoilers for a movie from like the 1950s sorry Uh, but yeah it turns out rosebud was his sleigh that he had as a child so you start to hear thomas wayne say that he's like rosebud was my and then clayface is like slee what's a slee what is it uh I'm glad that hit with somebody because I was very confused what was going on there. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Thank> they're, you. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a buckshot when it comes to everything that they're trying to do. But yeah, I, I definitely appreciated that, uh, that reference there. And that's the goal is that there's like small groups of people that will get those subtle things. And it's mm. the things that the writers will chuckle about and just hope that somebody else does too. And, uh, you know, indeed. like there's stuff that both of us could have missed. There's stuff that, you know, that I miss that you got that, you know, it's just, it's just great. I love that's that's the intelligent humor that I've been missing that I feel okay. like every episode hasn't hit quite as well. This okay. nailed it. OK, well, on that subject of like references that either landed or didn't. So you said um, the song that I sang at the beginning about the toss salad and scrambled eggs. Did you get that reference? Was that Adams? No. So that was Frasier. Oh, okay. There was there was a lot of references to Frasier in this episode between Dr. Psycho kind of being a podcaster with his hair slicked back. Mm. The opening title sequence with like the city skyline of Gotham with the bat signal and then Harley Quinn kind of in that stylized font and her saying that she learned yeah, more from okay. watching Frasier than all of med school. Yeah. And then, <laughs> of course, at the end, Dr. Psycho scatting through the credits. I've so great. <laughs> uh, awesome. One of the things uh, I've, I've seen Frasier in passing, but not okay. like enough to like understand references. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I was curious about that. But, uh, outside of that, um, like I, I guess I have a couple of uh, lines that I thought were particularly noteworthy. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I just thought of one as you were saying. That. Yeah, please. After you, what you got? It's like oh, like the the millionaire going through a super ninja montage something like that what is oh, he thinking right. superman or something like that yes yeah 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 uh, it's, it's like it's always the white billionaire that forces himalayan ninjas to train right yep <laughs> yeah which is a great nod to the movie yeah um i like the acknowledgement of kind of how far the character of harley quinn has come like mm-hmm. everything from seeing her and joker um, when they had, you know, Robin tied up and she's like, you know, oh, that accent so heavy with the Brooklyn accent. Like, get yourself <laughs> some self-esteem, will you? I love and then, that. Uh, yeah, when she's talking to young Bruce and he like calls, he said, uh, like, I don't trust clowns or I don't like clowns or something like that, which I can totally relate to, by the way. Um, <laughs> she says, I'm barely a clown. I'm barely clown themed anymore. I just think I look hot like this. I mean, check out how good <laughs> these booty shorts make my ass look, right? <laughs> she's like, oh, yeah, you're eight. Never mind. <laughs> and then even later on when she's wearing the Robin suit, she was like, I think that's a little too short. This is basically a thong, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
And that's uh, that, that was a weird, like full circle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that also ties into like this argument about whether or not Harley is the hero or if she's still a villain or somewhere in between. Because she's like, "Hey, Batman, why didn't you ever tell me like, you know, being a hero could be so fun? Like, you're supposed yeah. to be lame." And he's like, "You know, it has its moments." And she's like. He's like, you look good in the Robin outfit, Quinn. And that's when she's like, yeah, don't you think the shorts are a little short? This is basically a thong. <laughs> I'm wondering, like, yeah. you know, we, we talk about, like, if she's really turned into a hero and all. But I feel like there yeah. was some satisfaction in just beating up Joker. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Definitely. As well as herself, I think. You know, that version of herself. That, that version uh, of herself. Yeah, that she has so Especially many Especially after about. all the comments in the beginning about her being too codependent and whatnot. Like, she got to beat up mm. an old version of herself. That yes. was earlier criticized. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like killing your inner demons or, like, you know, getting yeah. to come full circle with that, coming to terms with that, that past version of yourself. So, yeah, pretty cool. Uh, oh, another line that I, I absolutely loved. It was kind of like during the whole montage of Batman's memories, which were just chock full of references. But as a big fan of Batman Begins, I've been on the record saying it's my favorite Batman movie. I, I loved when Bruce was doing his little monologue. As a man, I'm flesh and blood. I can be ignored. I can be destroyed. But as a symbol. A really cool, very gritty, super serious symbol. I can be incorruptible. I can be everlasting. <laughs> That's where she's like, oh, you are you got such a savior complex. You don't sound like Bruce Wayne. That sound like, oh, you're Batman. She has that moment. Yeah. I I absolutely love that moment. It was that was that from um Batman Beyond? Batman begins. Batman Begins, that's, excuse me. Yeah, that's when uh, it's it's like after Bruce kind of had his run-in with Carmine Falcone and he's like really contemplating like creating Batman in the first place. He's having that conversation okay. with Alfred. Because I knew like, I, I had be- heard that type of dialogue before, but I couldn't picture like which movie it was. But everything was basically Batman Begins references, so I should have put the thing on that. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of them were Batman Begins, hence the title Batman Begins Forever. Uh, but I think the one... Did not know actually, that name until you started the episode with it. Oh, uh, okay. Nice, nice. And I love um, it. Like, that was that's a great title. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I Being a big fan of, of Batman Begins, I feel a little bad that I couldn't distinguish if this one was from Begins or The Dark Knight. But there was also, right before that, there was the scene with Alfred, like, why do we follow Mr. Wayne? It's like yeah. to pick ourselves back up. He's like, oh, yes, that's that's yeah. what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, when he first puts on the Batman outfit and he's got like the pointy ears, and he's like, are these ears too pointy, Alfred? Uh, <laughs> very subtle, but he's got purple gloves, which is a reference to some of his earliest appearance in the original mm-hmm. Detective Comics. It's like DC has done a pretty good job of trying to erase that in continuity and go back and change all those gloves back to blue. But anybody that's a, a big Batman fan will know that there was a, a long time that Batman rocked the purple gloves. So it was nice to see that little yeah. homage there. He was like, we see you. Yeah. And uh, when and, he was in that dialogue of talking about his pointy ears, he kept going mm-hmm. in and out of like his grungy voice. Oh, OK. I didn't even pick up on like, that. Yeah, it was. It's like he couldn't decide which one he was yet. And it kept going like Bruce, Bat, Bruce, Bat, like, like it kept going like in and out of it. I was like, this is really weird. Nice, nice. Growing um, Yeah. 
And then there was like kind of when they were just really not even stopping to like examine moments. There was that uh, scene where he was running with a bomb down like a pier. And then there was obviously the penguin scene like in the underground pool, Arctic pool area with the penguins with the the rockets on their backs. And um, that's references to two films. I think uh, John mentioned the the film homages there, but that was a reference to Batman 66, the film, and then Batman Returns, the sequel, um, the second of, why am I blanking on the director's name? Tim Burton. Tim Burton, thank you. Yes, Tim Burton's films. Yes, with Michael Keaton. And uh, then another line that was just, you know, not Batman specific, but just to the storied history of, of DC films, especially the DC extended universe films. But when um, Clayface comes to the realization after talking to James Gunn, he's like, we can CGI the mustache in post. It's like... <laughs> Oh, mustache gate. Oh, mustache gate. <laughs> I guess the less we, we talk about that, he the better. He has a mustache? Like, weren't there pictures of Thomas Wayne? Did you not know he had a mustache at a certain period of time? Yeah. A city celebrity. Yeah, you think he would know, but uh, maybe he's not as good an actor as he thinks if he's not really researching the role that well. <laughs> and how does he even explain that to James Gunn? I was wondering oh, that too. James, like, I clenched my butt cheeks and entered the mind of Bruce <laughs> Wayne and saw it all. I wondered that as well. <laughs> and he has to do that as Billy Bob Thornton, mind you. Yeah. Not as Clayface. <laughs> uh, oh, I, no, no, no. Okay, I was trying to remember. Yeah, James Gunn does not know that he's Clayface being Billy Bob Thornton. He does not know that yeah, Billy Bob Thornton because he fired dead. Clayface as like his yes. chair or whatever it was. Oh, okay, okay. Like killed Billy Bob Thornton. Gotcha. Okay, that's how it went. Okay. Um, was it the tiger another... that killed him? Yeah, he was like, "Is this yes. the bathroom?" Goes in and <laughs> correct. Yes. Yep. And uh, Catwoman had brought up like, "Don't go in there. She's been a bad girl" or something like that. Yeah. Another. Not really a quote or anything like that, but just something I noticed and made note of is when we had the Christmas scene, Alfred's stocking is like comically small. And I felt so bad for Alfred. It's like, oh, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. It's like, you are not family, Alfred. Don't get any ideas. You get a small stocking. You are the help. <laughs> he probably gets uh, socks in those stockings. Yeah. Something like that. Or, you know. A bow tie. Or like, yeah, it's like those worst gifts. It's like when the husband gets the wife like a vacuum vacuum cleaner or something like that. They get him like <laughs> cleaning gloves or something like that, like dish gloves or something. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last couple of things I've got here. Uh, I did appreciate how the very opening of the episode, like it would kind of like faded from black and we hear just Harley going like, Biff, Sam, pow, all the onomatopoeia. That's uh, like, you know known to the 60s series she's using those all as threats like that's what i'm gonna do to you if you don't tell me where frank is <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i started cheering when ivy went crazy and like the thorn started coming and things got tight and he just smiled i'm like that's my batman oh yeah 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 you think torture is gonna work that easily it's like you're not gonna be right me. dead man tell yep. no tales I'm like yes that's yes! right that's i right. love that yeah that was cool 
nice to see Batman be a badass when we get to see a little bit more of his vulnerable side and some of his um, a bat weaknesses ass. and failings. What's that? A bat ass. Oh, nice. Well done. Well done. That's a pull quote right there. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, I, you know, it's, it's just worth mentioning. John brought it up as well, the fact that the therapy scene kind of brought a tear to his eye. But you, again, I think this season has done a really good job. And the show overall has had its moments of like recognizing that Harley Quinn, Harleen Quinzel is a licensed therapist and she has yeah. this background and this training. So for her to really try to get through to Bruce and just again, recognize how damaged a person Bruce is and to like for someone to take up the mantle of Batman and like be that good at it, be that good at it and be that kind of emotionally detached. Like you gotta, you gotta have some baggage and you gotta have some issues and to like see her try so hard and like maintain that, uh, you know, doctor patient confidentiality and really care about this yeah. wounded kid. Like it, it is touching. And again, I, I feel like Batman made the wrong choice, but you know, they say hurt people hurt people. So he's, he's definitely hurting. And I, it's not often that like I think people see the immediate results of their bad decision like right then and there in terms of like yeah. zombies emerging from the ground. But uh, it'll be interesting to see where it goes from there. Yeah, she had her awesome dialogue of, I'm sorry for getting the actual line, but we mm. don't forget. That's not how we heal. Oh, right. Or we remember yeah. to heal. Yeah, yeah, and I can't remember the exact. It, it does coincide. Either. I was watching the episodes back to back, but it coincides when she was talking to herself in the elevator, like the reflection. Yes, yes. Uh, so just more of the therapy stuff coming out. Like first it was towards Ivy, and then it was towards herself, and then it was towards Bruce. Like mm-hmm. tapping into that part to whether she still has a villain, like to be a better version of herself and to like help the people around her is really nice. And then it just made me mm-hmm. laugh because in Flight Attendant, there was a lot of like her talking to herself in her head in different versions of like Kaylee Coco. Oh, yeah. There was a nice. lot of uh, her like talking to herself. It's like, what is it with like every role that you get? It's like you have to be stuck in your head with different versions of yourself. <laughs> Clearly, she's good yeah. at it. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. That's cool. I'll have to check out Flight Attendant and, and get some more. You like it's only two seasons. Like they wrap up oh, the okay. story. Okay, interesting. Uh, I guess uh, the last thing I've got here, we talked about, you know, Dr. Psycho's uh, self-help podcast already, but it's worth mentioning that it was kind of a throwaway line, but apparently Killer Croc also has a weepy memoir podcast, Thick Skin, which is absolutely killing uh, Dr. Psycho's podcast in in the podcast number, in the download numbers. So apparently King Shark's a big fan and he doesn't want spoilers, but check that one out while you're out there <laughs> yeah in regards to relations the only people threatening us are people who are very specific to one show nobody can hit it all like we do that's right that's right you're we're your one-stop destination for all things action animation and don't you forget it show us some love yeah. episode 100 if there was a Never a better time to show us some love. Now's the time. Help us celebrate. Leave us a five-star review. (laughs) Yes, yes. Send us some feedback. Share the show. All of those things. Anyway, anything else you want to say about this one, Zuhair? Nah, I think we got it all. That was a good one. There's a high bar for the last two. 
Agreed. Agreed. Um, I have high hopes. I think they'll rise to the expectations and rise to the occasion. We'll see where it goes from here. I'm excited to, to tackle it when the time comes. Uh, is there anything you would like to let the listeners know that you have going on as far as maybe fantasy draft update things go or any other podcast appearances or any other endeavors? Yeah, we had a fantasy draft update on the Marlson Givers podcast. We have our next Patreon uh, Zoom sesh coming up to cover I Am Groot and half of She-Hulk. And then we'll do more of it just so we can have something out every month. Uh, so check out all of that. I've been kind of quiet okay. on my uh, on my guesting lately, but I am trying to get something together for Dragon Ball Super Superheroes because that was an awesome movie that I need to talk to about. Okay. And yeah. yeah. And we got more yeah. interviews coming up. Uh, worst comes to worst, I can probably talk to you about Dragon Ball Super. I may not have the context from the show Dragon Ball Super, but it is worth mentioning as a fan of movies and cinema, which I imagine, you know, most people listening to this podcast are uh, this Saturday, uh, which is September 3rd is the first national uh, cinema day. And as I understand, all movies in all formats are going to be $3. So I I definitely want to make a, yeah, plus tax, but I, I definitely want to catch uh, Jaws in either 3D or IMAX because that's a movie I love, and to be able to see it in that format on the big screen would be awesome. Uh, but there's all they're also re-releasing Spider-Man: Homecoming with the not Homecoming, uh, Far from not not Far from Home, No Way Home, Spider-Man: No Way Home. I'll get it right the whole eventually. trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's apparently got some additional footage and some additional scenes, so I want to check that out. So yeah, yeah, I definitely encourage everyone to participate in that. My understanding is like they're trying to do that as a way to like rejuvenate the theater going experience and kind of kickstart the box office again, because uh, last weekend was actually one of the worst weekends of 2022. Um, I did go see a couple of movies that I liked. It was kind of like a double feature brought to us by Idris Elba between the the lion movie beast and then his uh, gin movie, 3000 years of longing. I would recommend both. Um, I, I liked hmm. them a lot. Um, outside of that, uh, Karen and I finally got caught up on our coverage of what we do in the shadows season four on Panda vision. So, uh, two episodes, uh, th- well, uh, yeah, three episodes left to go, but, uh, the eighth episode has aired. So it's kind of almost, um, hitting the same rhythm as Harley Quinn here, but, uh, yeah, give that a listen if you will. And I think that's, uh, that's going to do it for me. So. Thanks again t- uh, for everybody making the show possible and helping us get to 100 episodes. It's been a hell of a ride so far, and I won't, uh, you know, try to future trip too much here. But you know, if we can get to another 100 episodes, I'll be a happy camper. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. That's T O N I N. Happy 100. Stay well. Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Stranded Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1. For this and other great shows, you can visit strandedpanda.com or join the great community that is the Stranded Panda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time, and remember, stay whelmed. You're invited to explore cypress swamps and magical gardens and float along the rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. Plan your journey 
at visitmississippi.org slash outdooradventure. Mississippi, wanderers welcome. You had to know that when Wingstop set out to make a crispy, juicy chicken sandwich, they wouldn't make it in just one flavor. They'd make it in all 12, like lemon pepper, mango habanero, hickory smoked barbecue, and OG hot. So why have one new favorite chicken sandwich when you can have 12? And make it a combo with hand-cut seasoned fries and a drink for just $7.99. Time to find a new favorite lunch at Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Valid for a limited time and available at participating Wingstop locations only, while supplies last. Price subject to applicable taxes and fees. 